minus three, two, one, zero. Hey folks, welcome to another episode of the Launch Sequence Podcast. A little little space podcast where we talk about space things. Uh, we've got a big update coming out actually last week now if you're listening to this. Um, and we covered it on Citizen Central, but I wanted to dive a little bit more into the particulars today with my good friend here, uh, the Astro Historian slash the Astro Pub slash Paul. Hello, man. Hello. How you doing? I have many names. Uh <laughs> man of many Lorstradamus. Yes. I'm doing good. Uh, it's Friday, so uh, for for me, so uh, uh, I I I have the weekend, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, he was he was out there teaching teaching edumacations to folks, and we dragged him out and got him into a podcast to talk edumacation of space things. Yes, they dropped a big old info dump of Alpha three twenty three, uh, Star Citizen, and for some people, it's what it was kind of expected, but for I think most mm -hmm. people, it's it's like whoa. Wait, hold on. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. They're coming out swinging. Um, January yeah. was very quiet. February starts, and here we are. How how are you feeling about this? I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling so. Here's the thing. Like generally speaking, I am far more reserved with my opinions, especially as of uh, I have I have my outlandish opinions, but I'm far more. Um, careful about what I think and what I, what I, what I talk about when I talk about uh, star citizen these days, mostly because of how much, you know, CIG has burned everybody and mm -hmm. their, and their own, they've hyped themselves up. And then eventually when they've hyped themselves up, they got to they're like, yes, let's do this. And then collapsing, <laughs> you know, all, all hope. Yeah. And, and to be fair, CIG has been a lot more confident in their statements, they usually are very more, much more reserved. They've been more confident in their statements. They've they went out of at CitizenCon and said everything you you see here is going to be with you soon, and you know some of these things are going to be in the next patch. And of course, not everything was in the next patch, but that was okay. And then Jared gets on the last ISC of the year and says all of these things are going to be in the first six months, and Pyro is coming your way in summer. And I personally had a panic attack um, when <laughs> that happened. I was like, no, there's no, don't say those things because now you're gonna everyone's gonna hear that. Yeah. And so when CIG comes forward and says, hey, basically everything you've seen at CitizenCon is coming in in 3.23, even my own Discord and people are just like, doubt, just doubt. So I can't, I don't doubt that people are just, you know, not, don't believe it. And I'm sure. personally kind of like, I, it look, it's a big list. It's a huge list. So I'm feeling kind of like, well, is this true? Could this be possible? Is CIG finally like turning the corner? And, um, but there's, there is a caveat and that caveat is that a lot of the stuff we see is actually one system. A lot of the stuff they're dropping is, is just like a handful of major systems that they've yeah. already finished. And so there's that's, also the, that's why I'm kind of a little in between. There's also <laughs> the caveats that like the things we're seeing don't exactly match the things from citizen conscious yet. Like some of no. the stuff is sort of, it's still going to be piecemeal in classic one. iterative Tier fashion. Zero. Yeah. 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 So there's always that always take that and then obviously this is all stuff that's not committed on the roadmap it's not even nope. listed on the roadmap so we don't know what their sort of confidence level is in each specific but, feature listen i tried to, to to get jake to tell me that all of these things are going to be on the roadmap and jake was just like i don't know <laughs> don't ask me i'm not gonna roadmap. i'm not gonna I, I am definitely not gonna commit myself to anything anything on this on this level right now so like at yeah. the very least as of this recording not even the person who 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 makes the, the the judgment call of committed or not is like willing to even commit any of this. so yeah that's a that that's a sign right there. It's itself. a good part on <laughs> good call on their part because like yeah, <laughs> it was, who really knows what's going to be happening in a month? But the stuff that has been talked about and we're going to start getting to it um, is monumental in some ways. Have you? Let me let me take a step back. Going through January, a lot of people were feeling like uh, CitizenCon and quarter four of last year were all hype and then it kind of died down and there wasn't really much to be excited for this year like it already felt like cig had pulled back uh how were you feeling in january uh 
I have been around this block many <laughs> times, many times. And the one thing I can tell you is that January is always a dead month. And there's a couple of reasons for it. The basic reason is, as everyone knows, it's planning month. It's where CIG gets together and they take all of their, get their, all their ducks lined up in a row and figure out what they're doing for the next year, what they're planning on. And the second of all that a lot of people don't realize is, and this is going to be a, a mind-blowing revelation for some of you, CIG is staffed by human beings who, in fact, need breaks and time off with family members. No. Yeah. <laughs> so... As a result, many CIG developers decide to take January off because they already get two weeks off from their uh, from from that the kind of break. And uh, some of them work those two weeks and then they'll have extra. I think they get extra weeks if they work those weeks. So and, and they also have a very generous amount of time off. So they just take that that saved up time off that they they've saved up because they work the rest of the year and then they burn it all in like one month. And so as a result, development is a little slow and communication is a little slow and yeah. bless them. Because yeah. I, don't, I don't care what kind of bias you have for or against Star Citizen or the man who created it or all that stuff. But like the people who work there are working on a game that hasn't actually given them bragging rights yet <laughs> in, the, in yeah. the industry. And they have been just like busting their butts to make it work. Um, and like, yeah, I think they deserve some breaks. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's not that, not that complicated. But yeah. January is always slow. Um, we hit February and we get these sort of roadmap updates. The roadmap update hasn't hit yet, but they're no, they're they're pleasing us early with Star Citizen Live and Inside Star Citizen. Um, let's talk a little bit about what's coming out first. Overall, I kind of want to focus today on like Star Citizen becoming a game, going from that sort of tech demo feel to to game feel. So I want to look at each of the different parts of updates we're going to see in 323 and potentially this year and how they compare to maybe some other front runners um across the industry so mm. why don't we start with like the updates we saw in inside star citizen did you get to watch inside star citizen yes yeah so yes it did eva and personal interaction stuff what do you think of that so far uh it's good i mean the eva stuff is is this is one of the kind of weird parts is that there's actually multiple games that have been re released in the last decade or so, or the last 10 years or so, um, that have utilized EVA mechanics. Uh, you have Kerbal Space Program, program is pretty f famous for it, but there's, there's a game that I can't remember that it was, it's an FPS game that's like takes entire, entire place entirely in F and zero G. That's its whole kind of shtick is that it's a zero G FPS game. Um, and you had zero G elements of uh, Infinite Warfare. And uh, so there's a lot of like games out there that have zero G. And I think CIG is taking a unique approach to that zero G concept that I haven't seen other games take with the whole changing of the perspective and the natural movement around. And it looks a lot more natural. It looks a lot more, it looks, looks more akin to what you see NASA astronauts when they actually, and cut and cut, you know, Russian cosmonauts and other astronauts, space people how they move around their, their vehicles in space, uh, you know, a lot more of Superman style. So it looks good. It looks realistic. It looks easy and kind of very um, uh, intuitive. Uh, and the interaction system is, is great. Even though, as uh, someone, I think Darianator pointed out, it's like, we, we just went back to use. We did all of these systems and we just went back to use. Is it? Are we going back to this? Is it basically it's just basic, a use button? It's just basically the use button. It, it's it's just you press press a button and you use it. And now, but now you have a little bit more in depth in terms of what you want to. Yeah. Like, God, I love want. I love the uh, set default keybinding for yeah. that. That's that's such a godsend. The EVA stuff, though, do you do you think that it actually solves the problems that we have in terms of transitions and stuff? Yeah, yeah, I think it does. Yeah. I, does it look? Is it the prettiest thing in the universe? No. But well, does it do the do, do the job? Yeah, and will they improve it over time? Maybe, but I mean, I don't. How many people are staring at their at their characters, being like, "Oh yes, I want to to descend like a graceful butterfly when I land," or how many? Or is it more like, "Get down on the ground, run, get get to your ship, get get to your cockpit, do, you know, do those things." It's you're not 
you're not looking at the d detailed animations of, of transitioning from one to another. You're just wanting to make it look like it's not bad. And it's not bad. So, and yeah. hoping that your body doesn't rotate around your wrist as you do it. Oh, yeah, or, 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 or you face plant as you come in and just like skid across half of the ship and then before you actually <laughs> get up. Um, when do you think we'll see the rest of the EVA stuff? Like the actual, um, you know, they have the actual uh, zero G like movements with the hands. This and... is this is this is revenge, isn't it? This is a revenge question. Oh, I'm going to ask you a whole bunch of these today. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to even leave them veiled. You just it's a bunch of win questions. Just, it's a win questions. Oh yeah. Um. Uh. I I'm going to err on the side of caution and say that I think this is what we're going to get until the later in the year. Um, I don't think we're going to get a more, any more additions to the EVA system in the next six months. We might get traversal, but traversal and um, the uh, usage of like, like the EVA fuel, the, that being kind of an expendable, those both require, they're, they're, they're kind of, they, they, they're interlocked. Traversal is done because they have EVA fuel, which is lessened now. So you like, or it's like an actual like, utility so because it's a utility uh it's because it's a it's a what's the term for it i'm trying to say because it's a resource yeah commodity. it's a resource as it's commodity it and it's usable in, in in like then you have the other stuff that helps it so that it doesn't sting as much because you have to use it because and do you think I was, it's gonna, I was just be... gonna say because Sorry, the resource system isn't in yet like and we don't know when the resource system's coming in and even cig seems to be hesitant about so because of that, we're not going to see it until after the RIC system comes in. And if the RIC, RIC system isn't in, you know. Do you think that, I'm guessing EVA fuel must just be compressed oxygen? Is that it what could it be. is? Huh? Um, most, I think EVA thrusters or maneuvering thrusters on, on modern spacecraft is nitrogen. So, but it's gas. It's a okay. gas. Yeah, it, it is a gas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think that would be in involved in the economy in some way yeah oh yeah yeah everything's yeah. linkedin right yeah so Do i think it's going to be right away probably not oh. i think it's more the resource system right it's really what's what's holding it yeah eva is going to be interesting especially when they start limiting the fuel um we were talking about earlier how they will tell players like hey uh your suit doesn't have EA, eva fuel like you don't don't go outside yeah. stuff like that it's it's going to be interesting to see how the I, how much stuff they have to pack into the UI. I'm looking forward to people just playing the game like normal and then trying to EVA and then running out of EVA fuel in like five seconds and being like, "Well, I'm stuck now." Floating. Off. I don't know what I'm going to do. You know. Uh, yeah, this game's going to end up with a lot of that. A lot, especially of people who've been played in the past and are very used to it and not used to the changes. So. Yeah, like how many characters we're going to lose permadeath? <laughs> because yeah. people just go through their first six I'll, lives in day I'll one just, i'll just backspace and get and go back to where i wait wait what do you mean i lost everything <laughs> <laughs> i only backspaced four times you know <laughs> the um the interaction system where would you put that in terms of like on a scale of one to ten uh ten being the highest level of quality of life we can possibly ever want and and one being like force Awful. reactions yeah uh seven solid seven it's it's good i think we they could do better but i don't know how um i'm sure there's some the people who are smarter than i am and have better experience with ui who could figure out some method that would work better but based off of what they have and what they need it works and it looks good and uh can't help but but notice that it, it looks like it's very much being designed around uh plebs description xbox controller yeah uh a controller it looks like this these sorts of the interaction system is very controller friendly yeah and i do i do wonder why now that's the conspiracy theorist in me. The reality. I mean, because they dragged it out of squadron. Yeah, it, but it's also because like uh, Star Citizen's a, a control agnostic, so like you're just going to have a lot of different. Uh, like they have to, they have to support a lot of different things. So if if someone has a unique system that they use for whatever reason, 
that that system works great for that sort of because you can you know, just map an F button on whatever you want. So I think that actually is a great a great segue into just general UI updates um, mm -hmm. because this is it, it helps with the controller agnostic, but like there is a pretty wide ranging um uplift of quality across all of the uis mfds star map they didn't say mfds for 323 but this year mfds star map on 323 visor and hud um does it let's let's like compare to man i'll avoid the obvious one let's compare to cyberpunk okay. i i think cyberpunk's like a, a pretty i'm not going to say it has a good ui um i've played it plenty you've played Baldur's gate i think so like you might be able to yeah. speak towards a game like that but let's compare it to a game like that in terms of ui for a first person i guess Baldur's gate is not first person but yeah in terms yeah, of interaction I mean, what, do you, what would you say uh can we can we say the uh, the awful one not 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 looking at uh, at cyberpunk but actually looking at starfield hey <laughs> man i said not the obvious one. I was avoiding one. the well, comparison. <laughs> yeah. Well, Starfield is a terrible UI. It's it's awful UI. It's bad UI design. It's lazy UI design. It's 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 old UI. Design. It's it's like it was an afterthought compared to what it should have been. What, where do you? It, where are you coming from when you say that? Like, what's the big standout kind of stuff? Usability, being able to like find what you need when you need it, instead of having to like scroll through this giant like massive list of stuff that you have to pull pull out. And, yeah. Like, be, like being able to sort stuff. Like Star Citizen already has sorting and other things added to to the UI, and that's only for like for the inventory and such. So it's it's fantastic. It's great. And the one problem that Star Citizen has always had is clutter. It just your UI gets cluttered so fast. Just like you just you can't see stuff half the time. And they've really worked to kind of improve that with like the new the new star map is very. Kind tries to unclutter some of those names you can actually see the names and the way that you, the perspective is locked um i would say it's probably better than cyberpunk at least the new ones that we've seen is better than cyberpunk i wouldn't say it's uh like thousand times better but i would say it's better uh again a solid seven i guess um you know yeah i think Man, Starfield, you know what really bugged me with that was when there were, I think there were a hundred star systems and I, it was some point when I realized I couldn't, I had to like scroll around to find one instead of just searching for it, which is a problem I have with Star Citizen's map too, but Star mm. Citizen only has four planets, so it's not that bad. The mm. fact that they're bringing search into the star map though, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's such a simple thing. Wow. Yeah. Wow, it's so um, good. You, you play Elite Dangerous? Yes, I have played it in the past. One of my favorite things about Elite Dangerous was like I had this complex cockpit with all these different screens around, but I could still map a button to make my view zoom into a screen, and it just made it feel so much less intimidating um, that I didn't have to like manually zoom in on a screen and do all that kind of stuff. That's mm -hmm. been one of my bigger issues with the UI in Star Citizen. Do you... It's kind of escaping me right now. I know there's a couple of things they're doing to help improve that, but do you see that being improved with these UI updates at all? In terms yes. of yes, yeah, yes. I because uh, because one of the problems is you want to you want to have you want to have good cameras or good good like camera tracking that lets you see enough but not see too much. And and I would say that Star Citizen and CIG is on the better side of the industry when it comes to this. I, I again I don't know enough to say if it would be perfect or not but i do I, I i know enough to be dangerous but not enough to be an expert so <laughs> um uh you know i know what i like and i've done some discussion because it's a lot of it is design discussion and design discussion is universal be it theater movies television video games it's just like where where the eye is drawn and all those sorts of like color color theory and stuff like that i have enough information to like know that they're yeah. good and i've heard enough I'm, I'm in enough of the discussion that i know that like ragnarok god of war ragnarok got really creamed for its camera control problems uh because it was a little bit too tight in in terms of camera tight in so you like you taking control of your camera away and stuff yeah yeah right. so so yeah eh. I, I think i think they're on the right path i think it, it, the right the right amount of feedback they'll be able to fix it because of the new systems that so okay 
Yeah, I think overall their their UI is is man, it's a huge step up. The looting screen is um you know, whenever I go into Star Citizen, I'm like playing some of these mercenary missions, especially the the ones that come with waves of enemies where you're like uh, what is it? consignment missions, data heist missions, and you're getting like waves of enemy coming at you. And there's so much potential to go and collect weapons and stuff and loot and put it in a box and make a ton of money from there. But man, looting, looting in this game is such a pain, dude. Mm. Oh my gosh. And this new screen being able to just consolidate stuff and quickly flip it back and forth. Um, it's, it's hard to express just how much of a difference I think that'll make. It's a, it's a, it's a quality of life improvement. And as much as I'll say that Star Citizen is about to improve, the quality of life is about to improve dramatically over the next couple of months. I also say that there's going to be some elements where that it will go down in quality. So it's yeah. going to be more kind of like a balance. Like you're, if you're an average FPS player, you're going to be, you're, you're eating good. This is, this is, mwah, this is good, good soup uh, um, for Star Citizen. And if you're a pilot, this is going to be a little bit better. But if you're like an industry player, if you like moving boxes, it's going to be some hard time for you in the next couple of, <laughs> next couple of months. It's going to slow down. So, Let's talk about the year overall. Oh, and I'm interject in between all these features we're going over. Um, 2023, or yeah, 2023 was expected to be a big year, blah, blah, blah. We were kind of hoping mm -hmm. for server meshing. We, we mostly knew it wasn't going to happen, but 2023 was kind of a year of like, not stagnation because of PES, but it definitely was a slowdown. And mm -hmm. 2024, I think people were going into it expecting some big stuff, but not knowing just how it was going to lay out. All of these features suddenly being talked about for 323, how does that change your outlook of the year overall? Because we've got three more updates after this now. It doesn't. It doesn't. I, I will say, because what I was expecting was no more than what we saw at CitizenCon and probably not even everything that was at CitizenCon and then Pyro. That's, that's pretty much what I'm expecting. And I think it's really important to, to kind of like, like really emphasize that Pyro is different. And I say Pyro is different is that because so many people are saying, call, they call it Red Stanton. It's a joke, <laughs> you know, uh, that it's, it's that just sounds, going to be whatever we have. And sounds like a good album name. Red Stanton. Yeah. Um, it, it's it, that it's that it's that it's just going to be what we have in Stanton, but a new system is not going to be any different. And based off of my own, like I, recently, I kind of went through because they they recently released a um, lore bit on the discoverer of the Stanton system, uh, Toshi Aaron, which is what the Aaron Halo is named after. Uh, and consequently, huh. she named the system she named the system after her dead brother, who was named Stanton Aaron. So that's why it's called Stanton. Um, and uh, so the, and I, I was looking through that and I realized, man, we know a lot more about Pyro than we know about Stanton. And, you know, Stanton is newer system was only discovered about 100 years ago in, in Star Citizen lore. And Pyro is much older, but Pyro has also been mostly just outlaws for uh, the good source, like for the good 400 years since like af right after it was discovered, it was pretty much turned into outlaws. But we still know a lot more about the system's evolution, its change, who is in charge. All there's a lot more interesting characters that have been involved in, in Pyro than there've ever we've ever heard about in Stanton. And I think the the answer to that is CIG is really trying to flesh out Pyro. So when they drop Pyro, it's going to be everything. It's going to be done. They'll be finished with it. There's not gonna they're not gonna have to add 15 new um you know outposts and and you know gang locations no no like like tons of new um caves like cig will have considered it done or gold standard or whatever and i think that's a lot of work for how cig is currently and because that's a lot of work i think if and this is a gigantic if there is so much writing on that if word on, on this if um CIG manages to get Pyro released for their third quarter, their summer patch. I don't think we're going to see much for the rest of the year. So we're getting a lot for 3.23, and I think we'll get the leftovers from, from um, CitizenCon in 3.24. But if they do 4.0 in um, quarter three, then that's it. 
which that's a lot, but a lot of that stuff will already have been dripped in over the course of this year. So it'll mostly just be the back end and other things. So yeah, I like it. It's going it, to, it's for me, it's just like, that's it. And I think for a lot of people, it was like, that's a lot. It's like, yeah, but it won't feel like that when it comes to December and you're like, wow, there's just nothing really added in 4.1. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. They, they're dead. They're tired. They're, they, they, they're eepy. They're going to go take an eepy. They're going to go take a nap. All right. They're, they're just feeling eepy at that point. I feel like 4.1 would be, no, see, I, I've, I've gotten some, some things have been changed around a little bit in my expectations because I was sitting here thinking, man, I, if, if we, if we're looking at stuff from Citizen Con, um, and seriously considering the rest of the year, I was not thinking that we would get substantial economy updates just because they didn't talk about it at Citizen Con really. But it does seem like they're starting to dive harder in that when, than I expected. Um, like they're talking about specific pricing for specific objects in a way that sounds like they want us to actually start understanding how much we're supposed to make or, or um, expect to make in a day, which seems like a really, really substantial period or milestone for an MMO. I mean, they're, gonna, they're laying the groundwork. They're laying the foundation for what it is, what's going on. It, so, feels, it feels very gamey. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're going to they're gonna be doing some, like, the, the dynamic stuff is going to happen at some point. Um, oh, I don't which mean, kind of, mean gamey in a bad way. Like, gamey in that it's just going to be like a video it feels game. Like a, yeah, it feels like a video game. And, yeah. and, and, I, and I think, for, but it will be gamey because it'll, it'll be kind of very flat. You get mm -hmm. this for this. It'll be very like everywhere you go. It's going to be the same, or it might be slightly different, but it'll be pre-programmed that way. Um, and the dynamic stuff will come around. But they need to have this foundation. And and you and I both have known that economy team has been around for like six months now. Yeah. And they've they've been doing a lot of background work this entire time. So it's it's not surprising that they step forward in January and be like, "Here's all of the research we've done, and this is all the things we're going to do from now on." We're changing everything up, and we're going to make it so that shirts don't cost four times the cost of a <laughs> of a of a of a magazine. A, t yeah. a white t shirt doesn't cost doesn't cost the the same as a as a magazine of like futuristic space laser ammo. My my <laughs> favorite thing is just that, like I get to know what's what a ship is supposed to cost. I can't. How is it? How are you supposed to tell a player? Yeah, you can jump into the game, and you'll be able to make. Uh, you'll be able to earn this ship in your first week. When we don't know if that ship price is going to change the next quarter. Um, it's nice to have that extra confidence of like, okay, this game's, it's getting to the point where they're, they're, it's not finalizing stuff, um, but it's entering a more permanent phase. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So if 4.0 were to come in the summer in, in quarter three, or you think that's mm. actually still a thing that, that we could see 4.0 in server meshing this year? I think it's a possibility. I, Okay, let me Again, write that down. That's what that's Paul why I said confirms confirms 4.0. Yeah. yeah. Hold him, hold me to it. I'm I am skeptical of it happening, but I'm not gonna sit here and say that it's impossible for it to happen, if that makes sense. That's fair. Yeah, I think that we might see Pyro get its own server, but I don't I don't think uh it's gonna go much further than that, at least this year. I just hope that, like, in terms of gameplay and stability, people don't have to worry about crashing anymore. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, if, if, they could, uh, if they could make it so that, the, that it's a lot better in terms of performance, um, for, so you're not getting 30Ks and stuff like that, then, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think that fundamentally is going to change how things work. I think a lot of the stuff we're going to get in the first half of the year is going to... It's CIG flipping a table. Like, a lot of it is quality of life updates but things like um gosh what is it the cargo elevators fundamentally going to change how the game plays um and then we have things like uh, uh the thing that they haven't talked about that you know that that cig all but like shouted from the rooftops in the last monthly report from this 142 monthly report was vulcan vulcan's done it's mm. done version one of vulcan is completely finished they're pushing it out the next patch and I was that was the 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 absolute cojones of saying that in the Squadron Forty Two this the, like uh, release. I was like, 
What did, do you remember what the exact words were? Because I didn't read yeah. that one. I will pull it up. It was, it, was, it, was, it was ballsy when I heard it. I'm like, wow, that's, that's confidence right there. Yeah, that can really <laughs> help with optimization. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. With your FPS, with the general gameplay you're getting, that in addition to getting actually your animations and stuff all, all improved could make the game feel a lot more smooth to play. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling up the let me just F V U L. Uh, okay. So uh, it says Vulcan is reaching its final stage of development with the team wrapping up the last of the rendering tech. Ongoing work is targeting reducing stutter by working shader, PSO compilation cache, and general performance before the initial release. So, so do you think yeah. you think it's 323 bound? They, I mean, initial release, and this was this was in November, December. This, 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 this. Okay, uh, yeah. So a couple months ago. A couple months ago. And what so do you this think? This is a couple months ago, and they're wrapping things up. So, realistically, <laughs> what do you think this means for like just average players in the game? Uh, performance, like potato p- potato performance or uh, potato PC performance is going to dramatically increase. Uh, better frames for client side, like you're, you'll, you're, you're, you're more, everything's gonna be moved over to your, your graphics card. So those who have better graphics cards are going to really see the difference. Like you kind of saw the difference with, 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 uh, the gen 12 renderer. Yeah. Now it's going to actually start to, and I think CIG has to kind of get some of the stuff in because they've got all these new fancy graphical upgrades they want to add in. So Vulcan has to be the basis of those things. Yeah. That's also kind of indicative of how this year's going that we're, we're seeing, they're expanding graphical settings. They're bringing in their own versions of global illumination, um, upscaling, and all these things that you kind of just expect for a game release. You know, like not even a game release. Some games are adding these in updates after they've released their game in their like mm-hmm. 1.0.5 updates or something. And we're now seeing that come into this game that's always been in a sort of a pre alpha state. Yeah. I will say, I agree. I think it's it's becoming more of a game that I would be feel feel okay with recommending people. Up to this point, I've been like, eh, it's on the edge. But once the, the things like Vulcan and like the star maps improving, I can uh, I, I I feel like if someone goes, is this game worth it? I'll be like, yeah. It's got it's got the the gameplay you want. It's got yeah. the, the the technology. You want. Yeah, it's fine. Especially if Pyro's out, it's like, yeah, it's fine. It's, it's like it's, it's better a, than a lot of other games out there right now yeah of, so. it, people always say that like i get i've gotten more enjoyment out of this than than most games and i would say that i i believe that but there's too much of a barrier for most people to get that enjoyment and when you yeah. don't have to deal with those problems like the star map the the first person interactions understanding how the heck to open your door those you can start to tell more people who are less willing to deal with the bugs and the problems yeah you could try this even if there's something that you don't like you'll still recognize you know, the decent gameplay and the structure that's there. And that's really good for the game. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> we were already talking about UI with Starfield. Uh, what do you think of the new star map in Star Citizen compared to that? Or even, I guess, take the star, star map in Elite Dangerous too. I like it better than Elite Dangerous. And I, that's probably a controversial take because I know a lot of people like it, but I don't like the 2D plane approach that they do with the star map. And mm. it's, it works, but... It's like a, it's like a, it's like a, it works, but it doesn't, it doesn't out, wow me <laughs> kind of thing. Um, and the, the star map, the new star map in Star Citizen feels very uh, utilitarian, but still with a little bit of flair. Like mm-hmm. there's no other star map like Star Citizen star map. And that used to be a joke, <laughs> <laughs> a bad joke. But I think this is starting to, to improve upon it. There's, there's probably, there's definitely room for improvement. Like attaching the galactopedia to it so that you can start like like what's this planet oh look what's what is what are these systems what is this that kind of like yeah. kind of what you already have with the arc star map we have in, yeah. in computer but and more colors know. please i can't yeah. i can't i was never really a big stickler for the monotone blue in this game but like it's, mm-hmm. it's starting to be a bit much for me they they need what they need is customization customization we need to be able to customize the the colors of our ui and that's that's an accessibility issue that cigs i think after this is done has no more excuses it's like oh well our old systems what old systems mm-hmm. this is all brand new you ripped everything out and put it in yep. now give us this accessibility please yep yep <laughs> um 
let's see. Let's talk about the shooter aspect. Because there's a lot of stuff coming in that's going to change up how FPS combat works in this game. Um, where would you like to start? How about actually this... give us a game to compare to first. We've, we've got plenty Arma. coming from the community. You pick Arma. Why is that? Arma. Arma is uh, a good example because a, a lot of people will uh, almost fetishize Arma as a, a military simulator. But in practice, my experience, it's not really a simulator. It's pretty close uh, to, to what a sim is, but it's still a game. And I think that's the kind of thing that Star Citizen is searching to kind of emulate without the jank. Because the problem about Arma is that Arma is jank. There is a lot of weird outlying and animation issues, and its UI is is kind of bad. <laughs> and its interaction system is notoriously hard to figure out. But a lot of people like it for its charm because it's it's once you once you've understood the system, it becomes very intuitive to, to use it over and over again and kind of figure mm -hmm. out what things would do it and it becomes fast in terms of but it's not very user friendly for a new person. And as a longtime Arma vet now, um I, I can see where CIG is going with it. Um, things like CIG is going to go beyond that with things like maintenance and wear and tear, which means your ship, your your guns are going to. Uh, I was going to say ship, but your guns, your ships are too. But your guns are going to um, uh, to jam and break, and you'll have to clean them and maintain them. And uh, so there's there's a lot more kind of routine maintenance and and other things like that. And their approach to the scopes. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I would say. I do. I have seen, apparently there's a, there's a big discussion amongst the FPS people, um, the, the fans of FPS who play Star Citizen, that, uh, there's a big, big, big discussion over if Star Citizen is too arcadey mm -hmm. with FPS, especially yeah. with the new dynamic crosshair. So the dynamic cross, the dynamic crosshair comes off more arcade. Oh, just because it's a crosshair yeah. in general. Because you can, you can now just, you don't have to aim down sights. You can just pull the trigger and it'll go where, where the crosshair is, is what they're, they're afraid of. Mm. So, like, a lot of people are like, it's Halo. I'm like, I, I don't, I played a lot of Halo in my days. It doesn't feel like Halo. <laughs> no, it doesn't, doesn't feel like I love Halo. Um, doesn't quite feel like Halo, but honestly, if we had the gun feels that Halo did, that'd be, that'd be high price. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's also like is in chat with the supporters right now, Tarkov is there's a lot of crossover just between the communities of Tarkov yeah. and, and um, Star Citizen. One of the features that I know people really like about that is like the ability to very specifically manage your ammo. And they're kind of yeah. adding that into Star Citizen with like ammo pooling. How do you feel about that solution? Should they have gone further with it? Or is that like a solid? Yeah, we let you use your ammo and like manage it, but uh, very, very little amounts. I'd like it more. I'd like to have us more be able to like, I'd like to be a little bit more intuitive and a little bit or a little bit more I don't know, intuitive. This is going to sound weird, but um, I don't like this. I don't, I don't like ammo pooling as a, as a result of um, as a result of just like making it easier. <laughs> um, I'd still like ammo combining, like take an ammo clip, you know, ammo magazine, and this has like 16 and this has, you know, 10 and you just drag it over and you have option of combine and it just transfers the, the things, but you still have to kind yeah. of do that physical thing rather than just doing it for you. Um, and then you have something left over and then you can go refill it. And I know the CIG doesn't want to go like single bullet, single bullet, single right. bullet, single bullet. They don't want that because that's the, because CIG would have to do the full animations and and that whole thing. And there are plenty of games that do that. I think Tarkov actually does that. But, yeah. Um, I don't, it's, that's, that's a matter of, it's not, is the juice worth the squeeze? And the answer is no. I don't think that it's really worth the amount of effort and time that they'd have to put into do, do, to doing that. But there are ways they could have they kind of gone around that, which keeps that similar kind of feel. So. Okay. How about the sliding? That's another place people feel like it's kind of moving more arcadey. Sliding is for you can't shoot while sliding. It's just it's just defensive. So mm -hmm. it's like uh, it's uh, I think you can't shoot while sliding. Um, it it you just uh, you're just getting into cover. It's just quick movement into cover is what it's designed for. So I, okay, I, it's it's not tribes <laughs> for for the older folks like myself. We're not looking at skiing and like tribes or and Titanfall. And it's not going, 
It's not, it's not gonna be a Titanfall wall walking. You know, it's, it's, it's just, it's just getting into cover. It'll be a small thing and second stuff. So, okay. Let's see. What else is there FPS related? Um, we've got, oh, I like, I like the backpack reloading. I don't know. Do you know any other games that do stuff like that? That seems like something that you might get from like Metro Exodus, maybe, or, maybe. or a game like Earth yeah. Stalker with the survival elements to it. But I thought it was a pretty good idea for like, I never remember I have ammo in my backpack. I don't know about you, but I'll be out shooting a gun and I'll be like, oh my God, I'm out of ammo. What do I do? I drop the gun and there's 15 clips of ammo in my backpack and I yeah. just never remember. I think that's a great little solution for idiots like myself. It's a great solution and the the penalty you, you take from it makes sense because it reminds you, oh, I do have ammo in my backpack. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. Now it's taking so much longer for me to reload my gun. I should probably stop and pull out the ammo in my backpack and clip it onto my onto my my armor somewhere. Yeah. So it's like a subtle reminder. It's the yeah. uh, it's hey, it's idiot. that it's that person <laughs> at work. The um as per my previous email, <laughs> as per my previous email. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about um. This is kind of a big one and an obvious one. It's not a big surprise that it's coming in three twenty three. People were hoping for it, but it's nice to hear that they are planning it. Freight elevators. These have been coming for a long time. They've been anticipated, and they're kind of the, not the end of the cargo refactor, but a big final piece of the cargo refactor. Um, there are other games that have cargo hauling in them, especially space games, but are mm -hmm. there any where you would say like the experience is similar to this with the physical loading and stuff? Not outside of um, games like Space Engineers, um, there's like and anything that's the 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 kind of style and scope of Star Citizen. No, no, it, it doesn't doesn't exist. And I think to some people, it's a bad thing. Yeah, like I, <laughs> yeah. I, I'd imagine I imagine a lot of Elite Dangerous fans are very very not happy with the idea if they're coming from Star from Elite to Star Citizen of having to manually load and unload that that sort of thing. It, it's that whole thing is a lot more of a survival game mechanic than it is a star than a than a than a sim mechanic, like a, even a space sim mechanic. Like, because it's not just moving crates, but anyone who's played a survival game knows that a lot of what you do when you're not out trying to survive or trying to to achieve a goal is inventory management, just taking the stuff you have and figuring out which boxes it needs to go into and all kinds of stuff. And CIG just straight up said. That's what's going to happen with with uh, with cargo elevators. Now you're going to have to take time and do inventory management to be able to find whatever you're you're you actually have in your in your equipment. So yeah, it's funny you mentioned the the survival stuff because then it's also like you're actively doing manual labor to load your ship, and you will have to refuel your body to do that, and mm -hmm. that really does actually annoy a lot of people, which to some extent I understand. You know. Maybe you didn't sign up for a survival game, but uh, yeah, this game has been based around that kind of idea for a long time. Yeah, I, I, I think I think it, at this point, anyone who's coming in saying that this isn't a, I didn't I didn't want a survival game. It's like this is a Chris Roberts game. It's a sim, so the closest thing the sim is is survival. So yeah, do you think that the the freight elevators are bringing in the cargo missions that we've been hearing about for a while. Yes, hundred percent. So Elliot you... is Elliot doesn't he doesn't stop talking about that. He's he, <laughs> when that first came out, he was doing victory laps on everyone's um, everyone's stream which, and it, which one when what the, came the out the cargo elevators because it, when it, it was mentioned the, the cargo missions were mentioned in a monthly report oh yeah, yeah and they, they were added into the progress tracker and he was just like yeah everyone's been complaining about it to me but it's done uh, we're working on it yeah praise me it's like okay cool now now <laughs> now, now now it's it's put up or shut up dude Come can we on. have them though yeah those have are, them now? they're a big deal um cargo yeah. hauling has been constant put your own money up and risk losing it or don't do cargo hauling. And now finally, it sounds like we're going to get courier missions on a bigger scale. Do you think that means that we'll also see the stuff we saw at CitizenCon, like the, um, the new factions, the reputation, all that stuff? Really? Thousand percent. I don't think we're going to see it with 3.23. Oh, okay. Well, that's what I meant, man. Don't hide oh. me up, dude. Come on. No. 
No, 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 no. <sighs> I think we'll see it in 3.24. Right. It's the... I, I, <laughs> you're taking it off the taking it off the list <laughs> <laughs> not as excited anymore no that's uh, but three dot three dot two four would be good too yeah yeah Just, I, I think it's I, I think it's within the next six months i could even see it in like a three dot two three three dot twenty three uh dot one sort of patch because it's one of those things that when it's done it's done the mm-hmm. reputation stuff because they already have the reputation system in it's just a matter of expanding it so um, how do you what do you think of like the experience now that we have all the physical loading and stuff using tractor beams and everything? Does it feel like it might end up being too cumbersome? Um, how's the experience to you? I've I've gotten used to it. I've learned how to how to how to use it and how to move things around. Uh, it really helped that those bounty missions that spawned like ships with a bunch of uh, illegal goods, and so we stop and actually unload them. I learned how to use those those uh, those you know our relearned how to use them because I learned them because of Xenothread of how to how to move boxes pretty quickly. So now I know how to like move things around and use the tractor beams. I think it's it's just cumbersome enough that somebody who is starting to experience Star Citizen will go, I hate this. <laughs> but but not enough that it's like frustrating. It's just like uh oh, oh, I'm so slow. But then you know somebody who's been doing it for like a couple of months is just like boom. Boop. Yeah. Boop, 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 boop. You know, just like it's like they're like offhandedly playing Tetris in the background kind of thing is, is how good they're, they they get at it. Because once you figure out the dimensions and what fits in what, what cargo, you can pretty easily move things around. You can actually fit more than you should in some ships with the right stacking. So, yep. And yeah, it's like uh, I think it's not too difficult to get pretty good at it or at least passable mm-hmm. at it to where you can be making decent money working in a group. Uh, it's also yeah. complex enough that it, when you first pick it up, you're like, okay, I've got something to learn here, which I think is a yeah. solid balance. I think it's a good, it's a good movement towards what CIG has been with. This might be the, another, another bold claim from Paul on the, uh, on, on the, uh, the launch sequence podcast, but this might be the year of uh, the multi-crew for CIG. So anything that can move it so that players are working together and trying to get more players together and doing to, to achieve one goal is what CIG wants. And yeah. having something that is not impossible to do, but you can get better at as you, as you practice it is the kind of gameplay loop that CIG wants. Someone who is a goes on to ships and they're just like, I'm going to do the cargo, you know, maybe they have a quartermaster. Like they also do the inventory and do everything else like that. So like they focus on that stuff so that the other people can do their jobs. So yeah, I'm very grateful for that kind of design. Let's talk about the looter shooter. Um, we've got some examples coming from the community. Uh, Borderlands obviously is a big is a big one to call out, but there's also MMO style kind of looting um, with a halfway point being something like the Division maybe or mm-hmm. or Destiny. Uh, but there's also World of Warcraft looting and Final Fantasy and, you know, all that kind of stuff. With these new distribution centers we're getting, which I think represent the, the real push into these ground, uh, ground locations that they want in the game, how do you feel like that scene of Star Citizen is shaping up in comparison? Poorly. <laughs> <laughs> CIG um, needs a lot more loot and a lot more reason to loot because right now it's very artificial. Like, oh, you want that 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 armor in that color? Oh, you're gonna have to go loot it. It's like then I won't do it. I just <laughs> don't care. It's it's like it's it's just a cool armor piece that has some color behind it. It it doesn't really, and it's such a random roll of the dice that. You, you don't know what you're getting and where you're getting it or anything else like that. At least like with like most looter shooters, there's like a chance to drop a specific type of loot or the specific uh, style of loot because it's, it matches like kind of the region or the area. And CIG is still a long ways from those sorts of drops and those sorts of chances. Yeah. Uh, and, and they have to make it worthwhile. And I think CIG is a little bit too hesitant with that. They don't want to give us uh, a karna that is actually you know better than every other karna because then people will be like oh so it's just a matter of rolling for the right you know you just go grind out and get that that better better karna now you've got the best gun in the game because it's the 
Karna Plus, and you know everyone else is just gonna not bother buying Karnas because it, it'll ruin the sort of CIG's sort of economy. So without well, that sort of incentive, they have to make some other incentive for people to kind of go out and grind and loot and shoot. Didn't really have that yet. Do you think that's something that they should consider doing? No. Weapons with different statistics? Okay. No, no. I think I think uh, I think the best thing they could do for looter shooter style is um, uh, valuables. So they they have they have a key. I think they they do have something they could use, which is, and I'm saying this because I'm bi- very biased. Uh, relics and artifacts, <laughs> rare things you can find that you can then sell for money but is hard to find something yeah. that's got value either in reputation or money that you could find, but not like use. So they certainly have value to, to lower people. Yes, we do. We do have a lot of value for it. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they don't do a great job at giving us the loot, but they did talk a little bit about it. At Citizen con, um, with like armor. Do you remember, you remember that whole thing? Yeah. Yeah. That, was, your... that was a lot of, a lot of that was do do was was like combined with like vacation though, right? Uh, yes, kind of. They were talking about it, sort of in the sense of AI, I think, and like the armors they would wear, mm-hmm. um, with like rare, common, uncommon, legendary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you? How did you understand that affecting the loot system? A lot of people were worried they were they were starting to say things like, "Oh, these armors will have different attributes because they're legendary as opposed to rare." Um. How do you see that affecting the way that we would be looting stuff? Like, would would people have to go to a certain place to get a certain level of armor? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I do think that there's going to be some levels of armor, but I also think that CIG, at least I hope, CIG is not is going to move away from that idea of my plus five armor of contempt uh, <laughs> versus your versus your 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 plus zero, you know, uh, uh, peasant armor. Uh, I would prefer it more in the way of like, you can get this armor from say the dusters, this rare epic duster armor, and it doesn't give you necessarily a, any better than any other you know heavy armor, mm-hmm. but it gives you more weapon slots or uh, additional attachments, utility, adding more utility to a to a to an armor rather than it being just straight up better because then it is a reason to get it, you know. If I'm getting an armor that they say has a built-in uh, EVA pack, like an MMU, so that I can go around in, in space a little bit better, mm-hmm. but I can only do it by working with the space trucker organization who has the supply on these sorts of things, or you know, working around those places. Then yeah, I, I'll go there and buy that thing, or go work for those people to get that 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 option because it gives me a slight advantage while keeping the other advantages I have with that armor. But that would also you know. be cool because. We just talked about how some armor won't have EVA. It'd be cool to find an armor that everybody loves but doesn't have EVA thrusters and you find the one that does. Yeah, the ones that are built in. Yeah, that'd be pretty sick. Let's talk about ship combat. Here's one that actually there are not... I guess there's there's a pretty decent amount of competitors in this space. Um, Mm -hmm. What would you say is the best ship combat game you can find right now? That's a good question, actually. Um, PvP or PvE? That's the question. Because, mm. like, I wouldn't say Elite Dangerous PvP is very engaging, but it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it's PvE combat is pretty good. Um, honestly, uh, the the Star Wars Squadrons was really fun, and it really, but I think it was a little bit more arcadey than than what CIG would be going for. Yeah. Um, DCS would be far too sim, and it's also not far, in space. Yeah. yeah, DCS is a little bit too sim. Um, and I don't, I don't think War Thunder is a good comparison if you're looking at that sort, those sorts of things. So, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's, yeah, it's hard to find a good direct comparison, which is again part of why people end up in Star Citizen. Um, yeah. but the changes that they're doing uh, largely revolve around changing the speed and proximity of combat mm-hmm. do you th- a lot of people have feelings about this um it's becoming it's it's lowering the skill ceiling it's mm-hmm. uh it's making 
dogfighting more visual and more World War World War II like. It there's so many opinions. How do you feel about it? I I don't know. Like because the problem is that I don't have enough real world experience with combat in that in the kind of way that a lot of people do. I don't I don't have much much stakes in combat. So um I can't tell you one way or the other if it's going to be bad or good. I do think it's just going to be different. Mm -hmm. And I've been in stressors long enough in terms of the, how many times they've changed combat and flight that um, that I know that it's it's you'll adapt. Um, and the only thing I'm concerned about is everyone I've talked to who's involved in the combat stuff says that, that you'll hear people complain about things like turning speeds and stuff like that. And they'll, they'll, they'll be like, that's that really doesn't matter. It's just a matter of adapting for that. The problem is, is that a lot of people think that in that space, think that what CIG is doing will not accomplish what CIG wants to do. And that's the problem. It's, it's less of a, will it be good or bad? And more of a, does it do what CIG is hoping it will do? And they're afraid, no, it won't. It's not actually accomplishing the goal of slowing down combat, of making it more engaging and of, of allowing for turning and other sorts of things. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's, it's probably one of the reasons why we don't see um, uh, master modes in the game yet, because they released some early versions of it, and a lot of people said they liked it, but, and then they, they had like a long list of buts. And so Yogi and his team had to look through all those, that feedback, and see what's, what's right and wrong. And, you know, and, and even then, I still, a lot of people still, still are kind of, uh, kind of pessimistic on it. So I couldn't tell you. Um, but I do think that a lot of people who said that, uh, who said that, like, without C without players playing it, CIG would have made a bit terrible system. I think they're being a little bit overblown uh, with with that. They're a little bit too much, uh, you know, uh, what is it, uh, Chicken Little kind of thing? A little bit of Boy Who Cried Wolf, or a little bit like they're a little too paranoid about something that is that it's like, nah, it's it, it would have been okay, even if we did it and let us test it. It just probably wouldn't have been exactly what they wanted. So definitely helps that they get to, I mean, it makes Star Citizen so much better that we get to play with these things before they release them. That's for sure. And that CIG actually listens to feedback because yeah. that's the, the other huge thing. They could, they could just give us whatever they wanted to and just say, deal with it. They don't. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I am of the mindset that uh, the game overall, it should be competitive for sure. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, Dogfighting needs to feel good and fun mm -hmm. and visceral and engaging. And it, it should be something like you should come away from it remembering what you did. Um, there was always that battlefield moment. They, it just kind of came out of nowhere. It wasn't like EA started it or DICE started it. People just understood there was a battlefield moment. And that kind of stuff doesn't happen unless the game purposefully tries to push you closer in to create those encounters. And I think being close to ships combined with the next feature we're going to talk about precision targeting is going to allow for star citizen to shine a lot more for what they're doing which is building really complex ships with parts that need to be shot off that should be seen at slightly lower speeds um precision targeting though is another interesting part of the combat it it sort of weighs more into like the multi-crew aspect of the game but it also was kind of I, when i saw it i thought it was a little bit weird like one of the interesting graphical parts of it is like the sparks coming off that they've started to i think use to emphasize more of the armor damage and stuff what did you think of that whole system when you saw it which one precision targeting the precision targeting oh yeah. right sorry you're saying something and i was just like what did you say I, yeah no i got my into the, my brain the didn't graphics process. of it yeah um i think i'm not a fan <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. Okay. Um, I I I don't think a lot, a lot of people are uh, you know with that conspiracy theory that it's like, oh, uh, that's what they do in Starfield, and suddenly they're doing it in, in Star Citizen. CIG's copying Bethesda, and I'm like, okay, that's that would be the I, <laughs> that was the weirdest. That was like that is the that is the strangest downgrade I've ever heard of. CIG is not one to do that. All A and B, they didn't know that that Starfield did that until like. August and they started developing the system like well before that. <laughs> we also have known that we needed to target components for a long time. It was just more yeah. a matter of how was it going to work. Yeah, and I guess oh, yeah. I guess people are are like, okay, they didn't know how to do it until Starfield did it, and then they figured it out. That's yeah, 
that's a conspiracy. I I see, zooming in I, is uh, not done often. No, no, not at all. We, we but, never use we never use we never use the zoom. I can't <laughs> zoom my camera at all. But why do you uh, like it? Or why do you I, not I, like it? I I don't like when when the ship takes away your control because that's what it, the game is taking away where I'm looking and saying zoom in on this point that's where you're trying to target and yeah i know i'm trying to target it but i also still want to be able to see around me i want to be able to see what's happening so if i'm targeting a subsystem of a large ship and suddenly out of my left you know left left hand you know view i'm seeing oh there's a there's a fighter coming in right now i need to disengage and roll away or or like get a, get away from their, their their strafing attack i can't because i'm just like now i'm like on this this one component part part well, i don't mind just, the targeting i don't just don't like the like the zoom in aspect of it why not just not use the zoom because it doesn't sound like they're like so you, you can turn it off oh really it, i thought it was something will. that you specifically have to activate to use I, I hope so but from what i heard it's just one of those things that just it happens i think they're they were testing they were going to test it as like a an optional feature but it, from the way that they were talking about it is like it's the feature that they're going to add to squadron like it's going to be in squadron and i don't huh. like that that idea man i really wrong. i really do hope that that's just something that gets you can use it but you don't have to use it when you're targeting yeah. that would be that'd be weird let's see um all right i think we've gone through plenty of genres and in quite a few of these features we also covered this in citizen central folks so check that out if you want to know all of the details um, but, uh, let me ask you a couple, a couple last questions for us to finish up here. Um, what will the game be missing after the stuff that we've seen from 323 that would bring it up to a standard that you would say is ready to suggest to other people? Um, full, like crash recovery, full persistence. Bounty hunting, which still isn't in. Um, another system. Uh, better reputation. Like being able to, you know, earn reputation. And, uh, and I would definitely say... Uh, the new quantum system. Yeah. New quantum Wait. travel. Uh, yeah, quantum travel. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Um, I think I saw recently in a Spectrum answer oh man it might have been yogi who said that they were not going to include the new quantum travel system until something else was done yeah i think maybe they said until master modes was in live or something like that which made me realize that the quantum travel system's a ways off oh yeah yeah it's it's like uh, the the push pull eva system that are like oh yeah we're, we're gonna we're gonna do these things and then eventually we'll do the push pull system which is allows them to like take a weightless object and you can push it and it'll move on its own yeah it's like yeah that's yeah that's probably a year away <laughs> if they're saying it's a it's it's like it's next after these other things which aren't in the game yet and my other thought is see you in 2025 and uh that's the same thing with like that and the quantum like economy system mm -hmm. i don't think it's i don't think you need the quantum economy system for it to be recommended but it definitely needs to be in there if it's going to be a feature complete game yeah and uh that's such an that's another massive shakeup to the economy and how things are going to work that people aren't used to or aren't going to be ready for. So, uh, but that's we have no idea when it's coming out. That could come out in yeah. six months. It could come out in six years. We don't know. So. And neither of us have watched the Star Citizen live. I know they talked a little bit more no. about the economy there, and there is a lot of stuff they can do to make the game better from the economy perspective without the full quantum simulation, which is nice. And it sounds like they're full full steam ahead on that kind of stuff too mm -hmm. um when it comes to feature deliveries and we kind of started out the podcast with this january being slow people expecting cig to not really be making much of a difference after citizen con a lot of people are still like okay so maybe they've got a good patch up their sleeve here because they took so long but is it actually going to continue are things actually different what are the kind of things that people should be looking for over the next couple of months as we approach 323 that tell people these features are actually different. CIG is actually putting quality stuff into the game. They've got some momentum and this is a better year as opposed to maybe this is just one good update. 
um, iteration. If if we see them drop a bunch of stuff in, and then we like after they 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 drop the, the bunch of stuff in, they immediately go. Oh, and by the way, all of those systems we wanted to put in for EVA, the the like the resource system and all that kind of stuff, that's next patch. Like they they need to come out firing right after the release of three dead. I don't think you're going to ever convince anybody that this isn't just but a a one and a one off CIG just happened to have all this stuff done, and so they're just lucking out. Um, until they do it again, <laughs> if CIG had a had a full six months to a year of hitting every milestone they wanted to, and actually, <laughs> you know, and actually, you know, uh, started to uh, like add significant changes and improvements to the game that people could feel. I think that would ch- change people's minds. But until that happens, I think a lot of people are just going to still kind of be wary about, it, myself included. Uh, when it comes to a lot of the CIG's own claims. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can't know it is actually a different year. I think there are signs pointing to it being uh, a very different idea, and the level of polish we see in these features could be pretty indicative, too, I think. Um, yes. But yeah, we don't, we don't, we won't know for a little while. I think that, the, I don't think we're going to get another boring update. No. Ever. I think at this point we have passed the stage where updates have features that aren't just super impactful or making a significant difference. And even if it's just two or three features in update, I think they're going to be pretty good. So yeah, yeah, I'm I think, feeling. I, I do. I agree. We're, we're on that. We're on that track where uh, you know once they drop pyro, I don't think. I think. I think the the gloves are off. You know, the the only thing that's slowing them down at that point is or or is their own speed. And uh, their own speed is it will matter. So yeah, has a damn broken pole. No, good call. <laughs> the dam, the dam is still there. Is it weaker? Yes. Is are we going to see a lot of spillovers? Yes. But the dam ain't gonna break until four point oh, four point two. You know, two two patches after four point drops. Yeah, yeah. They get a couple, some time to straighten things out. Agreed. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Thanks for joining me for this. Uh, good talk, dude. Can you let the folks know where they can find your stuff? Well, if you enjoy uh, stuff like this and gameplay, uh, you can follow me at uh, youtube.com slash theastropublive and twitch.tv slash theastropub. And if you like lore and you know narrative discussions about Star Citizen and other science fiction space games, check out uh, youtube.com slash theastrohistorian. So good stuff coming up there too. AKA Lore Stradamus. Yeah. Uh, the Astropub's been around for a while covering Star Citizen and honestly has, I think, the longest running community podcast at this point. Not the longest running, but the oldest still running. Okay. Because, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, definitely check them out. And if you are actually somebody who's like looking to also get into the community, do some streaming and stuff, sign up as a guest. Come on there and, and chat. It's a lot like this. We talk a lot of development and... It's usually a pretty fun show. So thank you for doing that. And thanks for whenever you have me on. And thank you for joining me for this show. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate you, dude. And all of our supporters, thank you for joining us live. They make this possible. Um, our, our podcast is supported by our supporters and it's ad-free because of that. So if you don't like ads on YouTube, go check it out on audio platforms. But besides that, they also get to come here and show with us live and listen to us talk before and after when we say what we had for breakfast and how delicious it was. <laughs> it's good. They're good details. Anyways, folks, thank you for coming to this episode of the Launch Sequence Podcast. Uh, I will be with you next week for another discussion surrounding the crazy kind of news coming out as we get started again with another year, hopefully a good year. Thanks again for joining me. I'll see you all next week. Bye.